Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Unconventional Gal Forging Your Own Path with me. Cherokee, your host, switching it up this week. I realize I start every podcast with the same intro, so if you're trying to find one specific podcast, it's probably difficult because they all sound exactly the same. But I guess you can just read the um, show notes to figure out which one. Whoa. <laughs> so I'm in this office chair, and I just went to lean back, and it felt like I was going to fall out of the chair and scared the crap out of myself. So there we go. You never know what's going to happen on The Unconventional Gal. So it is approximately 104 degrees here today in beautiful Los Angeles, California. And because of that, we have our air conditioning on. So if you hear the air in the background, my apologies, peoples. I thought about turning the air off, but... If I do that, it will get really hot in here really fast, and then it's going to take a lot more energy to cool the house down. It's currently 5 p.m., so kind of a terrible time to turn off air conditioning. So because of that, you might hear it a little bit in the background. I'm hoping it's not too big of a deal, but it was that or I sweat to death, and I don't want to do that. We have central air now in our new house. Um, our old house, we had just window AC units, so I could have just turned it off in the room that I was in, but... Unfortunately, that is not our setup anymore. So this week, I thought I would break it up a little bit. I feel like my last couple of topics have been just kind of like really serious topics. Not really heavy, but just like kind of, um, I don't want to say boring. I hope you guys don't think my topics are boring, but I just think that they're more, you know, specific topics that if you don't really like relate to them, then they don't really apply to you. Like, you know, going to college or trade school or whatever it is. So this week, I'm going to break it up instead of doing, usually I break up my like podcast schedule with life updates and I just do those as mini episodes. But instead of doing that today, I'm going to do a memories podcast. So today we're going to start with junior high memories. And this is something that I think everybody can relate to because everybody went through junior high, whether it was called junior high or middle school, or if you're in other countries, they're called different things. But essentially what I mean are the years of school when you are between 12 and 14 years old. So in the States, middle school is sixth grade to eighth grade and junior high is seventh grade to ninth grade. So everybody fell into one or another of those. I actually had a really interesting experience because when I was in sixth grade, I was still in elementary school and the junior high was seven to nine. But when I went into seventh grade, they switched us from junior high to middle school. So the sixth graders came with us. So I was not the youngest when I was in junior high. So we had sixth graders, seventh graders and eighth graders, but I was in the middle. So I, most people have three years of junior high. I only had two years of junior high, which the funny thing is like I had such a great 
junior high, middle school. I call it middle school, whatever. I had such a great middle school experience that sometimes I almost wish that I had have had that extra year. Like it would have been so much better to have my ninth grade year also at the junior high instead of and that extra year in high school. But alas, it was not to be. So when I started junior high, I had two best friends. Um, their names were Colleen and BJ. And we were really good friends. The funny thing is, is I don't remember being super close friends actually in elementary school, but the summer between sixth and seventh grade, we got super close. So they were best friends with each other. I somehow weaseled my way in there. So we became really good friends and we were really excited to start middle school. And when we started middle school, they were kind of like the only friends really that carried on from elementary to middle school. I had a few like periphery friends. But the thing with my middle school was that there was different halls. So there was A hall, B hall and C hall. And they were like, each hall was, you know, it was like a big long hall. So when you looked at the school, I guess if you took like a drone view of the school, you'd see like just three long halls all lined up. So unlike, you know, like a high school or most middle schools, I guess, where everyone kind of like just shuffles around to whatever classroom they need to go to and all the kids mix. We all only went to classes with people in our halls. Now, the reason they did this in our school was because C Hall was for the the more, I don't want to say intelligent, but the kids that were in more advanced, that's the right word, the kids that were more in advanced classes. So like the, so like the middle school version of like honors or AP, those were all the classes that happened in C hall. I'm not really sure the differentiation between A hall and B hall. I do know that a lot of the um, English as second language students were all in one of those halls. So I think that also, you know, helped to make sure that kids were in the right classes and with other kids that were like kind of at their level. So the funny thing is we as, you know, 12 year olds thought it was really funny that a hall was for assholes. B hall was for bitches and C hall was for the cool kids. <laughs> so, um, but looking back on it now, C hall was actually all the nerds. The funny thing too, though, was that it wasn't just all the smart kids in C hall. There was definitely a mix of kids, but all of the advanced classes were in C hall. So they had, you know, like some kids would be in algebra, but then like my level of kids, we were in geometry. So it was kind of, kind of a, a mix there. So we weren't all smart nerds, but mostly that's kind of how it worked itself out. When we started junior high, middle school, Colleen and BJ were in, I think they were in B hall. They were not in my hall. And so that was weird because we didn't have any classes together. We didn't really hang out much with each other. And they kind of started hanging out with like, I don't know, the, the kids from the wrong side of the tracks. And I was in C Hall. So I was with like all the nerdy kids and I was a smart kid. So like I wasn't interested in getting in trouble or like any of that. And so they somehow, I don't know how this happened, but they made friends with high school kids. We were 12, keep in mind, like I don't know why a high school teenager would want to be friends with a 12 year old. Super weird. But these high school kids that they were hanging out with were like, you know, smoking and drinking and partying and doing all these things that I was like, dude, I'm 12. Like I only stopped playing with Barbies like a year ago and I just wanted to like, I don't know, do normal kid stuff. Like, eat a whole pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream and watch MTV and like do fun, harmless things. I didn't want to be into trouble. And so, you know, I started making friends in my hall and started kind of like drifting a little away from Colleen and BJ. And apparently they did not like that. So 
we all took the same bus to school because we, you know, we lived in the same neighborhood. And one day I was at the bus stop and two of their high school friends came to our bus stop and they must have skipped school to do this, but they got out of their car and they started like screaming stuff at me. And then the girl who was, I think she was like a junior in high school. She actually pushed me. And let me tell you, not only am I not a violent person, I'm not a fighter. I never have been. I'm also, especially when I was 12, I was a little tiny string bean. Like, I'm not short. I'm 5'5", five five, but I was so scrawny. So for this girl to come and push me, I just remember being so scared, so scared. And the thing with my mom is that she always stayed out of, you know, any beef that I had. I didn't really fight with friends much, but she would always stay out of it. She's like, those are kid problems. Like you work it out. You know, it's, it's good for you to figure that stuff out. But as soon as she got wind that this girl had pushed me, let me tell you, it was, it was funny. And I'm thinking about this. So I don't know if anybody knows, but I am writing a memoir. I'm not sure if I've said any of this publicly, but here we go. I'm writing a memoir and I am currently at the point in writing of my junior high years. And so I just wrote this story in my memoir. So to find out what happened, what my mom did, you guys should get my memoir when it comes out because <laughs> it's actually a pretty good story. I'm trying my best not to overlap too much of what I'm talking about on this podcast with what I wrote in my memoir because, you know, obviously I don't want it to be kind of mundane if you listen to slash read both. But yeah, that story is was definitely a good one. So I wanted to tell it on this podcast because people ask me a lot about, you know, if I was ever bullied and, you know, I was. So not long after that, I actually met my four best friends that would later go on to be known as the Butt Munches. Don't ask me how we came up with that name. I have no idea. We had like matching shirts and like everyone in Seahall knew that we were the Butt Munches and that was like our crew. <laughs> and like It was just silly. But we were all very, very different. I was kind of the bookworm weirdo and then I'm not going to use names I'm just going to use letters because I don't want to call anybody out but my friend a she was the she was kind of like the badass rebel she was the one that got me into like grunge music and wearing flannels and we would go thrift shop and we would go to her church rummage sale every year and we would like steal together <laughs> like just be like you know, in general, like 12-year-old hood rats doing really harmless hood rat shit. And then Kay, Kay was my best friend. She was my best friend in the group. She was the first of the group that I met. So it started with me and Kay, and she was popular. She was like the first friend I ever had in my life that was legitimately popular. She was so pretty. She had red hair, and she had a perm, which I thought was so cool. And she had big fluffy bangs. And she had an older sister that was in high school. So she always like wore the coolest stuff. And she was a cheerleader. And she was just really cool. And I couldn't believe that she wanted to be friends with me. So it started out me and Kay. And then we met C. And C had, I think C had moved to our town from somewhere else. So it was like her first year. She didn't know anybody. And I remember sitting on the bleachers and she was kind of sitting by herself and I was with Kay and we were like, hey, what's up? Like, want to be our friend? I've always been the type that just likes to welcome in orphans. If you are 
a friend of mine and you're listening to this, I'm sure you are laughing because I always have girls nights and I'm always just kind of inviting random, like I've become friends with clients. I've become friends with people that follow me or like someone I've met at a random event or whatever. So even as a 12 year old in junior high, I was still the person that was like, you're alone. Come be friends with us. So see, I think because of, I don't know if it was because of where she came from, but she was just a little bit, she was very like shocked by, you know, when kids would drink or smoke or cuss or like, she just was like a little maybe sheltered. I don't want to say it in a way that sounds insulting because it's totally not. She just was like, like I always felt very protective of her. Like I didn't want her to be exposed to things that would be like really traumatizing. So that was her. And then the next friend that came along was Jay. And Jay, the funny thing with Jay was that when I first met her, she was super nerdy. Like she wore big glasses. She always had her hair pulled back in a ponytail. She was like definitely kind of the typical like kind of school nerd. And then So that was seventh grade. And then when eighth grade started, Jay got contacts. And let me tell you, Jay also is redhead, but she's more kind of strawberry blonde. And she has bright, bright blue eyes. And when she got contacts and that hair came down and she came back to school on the first day of eighth grade, every boy was in love with her. It's, it was like the she's all that moment. Like, oh, you take this like super pretty girl and then just like turn her into a nerd by putting her in a ponytail and glasses. And then somehow it's like some big reveal when she's not wearing those anymore. That was literally her. It was amazing. And then A was the last friend. A was kind of like a fringe friend. Like A and I were friends separately from me and the other girls. But I was like, you know what? I feel like we would all like really get along. So I kind of brought her into the fray. Anyway, so we all formed the butt munches and we like did everything together. We had sleepovers and most of us had classes together and we did projects together and we were in drama together and oh my God, the home movies that we made. So it's really hard not to say their names. So Kay had a camcorder. She was my only friend. Actually, I think A had one too. She had a smaller one. But Kay had one of the old camcorders where you'd put a VHS tape in the side of it. So you literally could just pop it out and watch it instantly. And we would make, we would make like, I remember one time we made a movie where we were like doing like an episode of Oprah. And it was like, but it was like Jerry Springer style, like, you know, like, who's the father or whatever kind of situation. Like we would just make like the dumbest shit. And we thought we were so funny. We would just make videos of us just like sitting in a circle talking or like dancing dance routines. We recreated the whole creep video that TLC did. Cause that came out when I was in junior high where they're wearing all of the, the like satin nightgowns. My friend's mom had all these satin nightgowns and she had like all the right colors. And we literally, I was chilly and I tied my hair in little little pigtails and we did the whole creep music video. I still have it too. I should put it on YouTube. I still have a lot of our videos. Also me and Kay one time, I don't even know why we did this, but it was uh, uh, it was one of the songs from the Dirty Dancing t- soundtrack and we did a whole lip sync to it. But for some reason we thought it made perfect sense that we would dress up like men and we painted mustaches on our faces and we had like jeans and t-shirts with rolled up sleeves and then we got a ladder in the room and paintbrushes and we were acting like we were like construction workers oh it was do you love me that's what it was it was that song made absolutely no sense but made perfect sense to our 12 year old brains so the friendships that i made with the butt munches 
I mean, they've been lifelong. We're still friends. It's been ugh, almost 30 years now. And they ended up going, sadly, when we went to high school because of the boundaries. I went to one high school and the four of them went to another high school. So I eventually made new friends, but we stayed friends. The four of them are, are closer, I think, because they did high school together. And also, they all still live in the same town. And then, obviously, I'm in L.A. So we try to do a yearly retreat where we all get together and catch up. And it's just been really interesting to watch how we've all grown and literally all of them have kids <laughs> and I have I have none. I think if if nothing else the best thing that came out of my middle school experience was just the relationship that I formed with those butt munches. Junior high was also when I started to kind of figure out who I was going to be as a human. I think elementary school you're still so much of a child and you know you don't have the hormones yet and you're not really like fully forming as a person like you just kind of do what all the other kids do but in junior high I really started to discover kind of like who I wanted to be and what I was into and I really discovered music for the first time you know outside of just like what was on the radio and I realized that like I was kind of a little weirdo <laughs> like I was into stuff that other kids weren't into and I definitely credit my friend A for a lot of that because she had already kind of started on this path of kind of figuring out that she was a little a little odd <laughs> and um, that was actually her nickname. Oh, we all had we oh, we all had butt munch names, too. I was Keebler because my maiden name started with the letter B. And so when you'd write it on the board, it was Cherokee B, which was sounded like Cherokee. So Keeb became Keebler. So I was Keebler. I have no idea how we came upon any of those names, really. But we still call each other those things from time to time, even though we're well into our 40s. But anyway, so me and A kind of, we bonded in just kind of being weird. Like we dressed really weird. It was definitely my time of exploration before I really understood kind of like what subculture was, what a scene was, you know, because once you get to high school, I feel like you start to define yourself in one thing. Even if you're, you know, kind of a weirdo, you're like you're a punk or you're a rockabilly or you're, a, you know, like you start to kind of feel like you have to pigeonhole yourself when you're in high school. But in junior high, I was I we just called ourselves freaks like we were just freaks or weirdos. And I literally would just wear like the weirdest shit. I remember I had this this floral maxi skirt and I would just wear it up like under my boobs for no discernible reason. I don't know why I felt it needed to be worn up there. And then I would wear like a bodysuit, of course, because that's all we wore in the nineties. And then like a spike collar and a polyester shirt that I had gotten from a rummage sale. I wore a lot of polyester, a lot of flannel. It was the nineties. Give me a break. But yeah, I was just kind of trying to figure out who I was. I also started to kind of like come out of my shell and be more outgoing because I was more shy when I was younger, when I was a kid. And in middle school, I think I got so much confidence because I had such a strong group of friends. Yeah. So I just was like, I don't know. I, I wore tap shoes to school. I found these tap shoes at a rummage sale that had these big bows on them. They were black patent leather tap shoes. And I would just like tap down the halls. My teachers banned me from tapping in class, <laughs> but I actually like wore those. I also had bowling shoes that my uncle had stolen for me from a bowling alley. And one pair had green shoelaces and one pair had purple shoelaces, not pair, one, one shoe. And I, I would just wear bowling shoes to school every day. So 
Definitely looking back on those pictures, it was like such a fun time figuring out who I was. I also found my love for theater in middle school. I was in a lot of plays, which that also carried on to high school. But I think theater also was where I, I learned a lot of confidence and kind of figuring out like who I was, who I wanted to be. So the funny thing about junior high that I remember is like these weird outlandish rumors that happened. I was thinking about this when I was kind of brainstorming for this episode. And I'm like, how weird were these rumors? So the first one that I remembered was we had a teacher. His name was Mr. Grimes. He was our science teacher in seventh grade. And he was, to be fair, he was kind of creepy, just like kind of how he talked. And like, I don't know. Who knows? Poor Mr. Grimes. Maybe he was a harmless man, but he just had a, a reputation for being a creep. And he had puppets like he would put on puppet shows in the classroom and he also had a giant bottle of Lubriderm lotion on his desk, which also, poor man, he probably had like psoriasis or something where he needed a lot of lotion. But because he had this big bottle of lotion and the puppets and because he was kind of a creep, the rumor was that he would like jerk off in between classes with this bottle of lotion that was on his desk. And like somehow the puppets became involved. And I don't even know. It just spiraled into this crazy rumor. Then there was also this girl in school. Her name was, I'm not going to say her full name. Her name started the letter J. And I don't even know how this came about, but the rumor went around that she had AIDS. Like, we were 12. She did not did not have AIDS. Likely didn't even have HIV. I mean, you also have to remember that this was the early 90s when the the AIDS epidemic was, like, booming everywhere. Not to say that a 12-year-old white girl from suburban Oregon was going to have any exposure to that. So I have no idea how that rumor even started. There was also a rumor that actually he was my boyfriend for like a week. His name was Sean, but somehow a rumor came about that he was addicted to cocaine and he like went to rehab during the summer. Also keep in mind we were 12. So I don't know how these rumors came about, but it's just kind of funny. The things that kids will, will make up. <laughs> So, all right. So that's my spiel. I actually got a ton of questions and I feel like a lot of the things that I had put originally in the podcast are going to be answered in the questions. So I cut a lot of it out of this main part. So we are going to take a break. And then when we come back, I'm going to answer questions. And then also I am going to share some of your own stories. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, welcome back. So if you want to submit questions and stories for future podcasts, please follow me on my socials. I am at the Cherry Doll Face everywhere. Instagram and Facebook is usually where I pull stories and questions from. So if you want to submit to any of those, please follow me. Also, if you want to submit a 
Cherry's Confessional. Please listen to previous episodes to figure out what the heck that is. But you can always submit via email, theonlycherrydollface at gmail.com, or my phone number is 818-640-7188. I remembered it this time. Okay, so first question is from at Sandy's Sweet 23. What was young Cherokee's junior high makeup routine? So... <laughs> So the first time I ever wore makeup, it was actually sixth grade. So it was just before junior high. But I remember finding my mom had, they used to make eyeshadows in these like little, it was one eyeshadow per thing and like CoverGirl would make them and they'd have a little foam tip applicator with them. But my mom, for some reason, had one that was bright purple, like eggplant purple. So I would sneak it to school every day and I would wait till I got to school and I would put it on my eyelids and I would put it on my eyelids from like lashes to brows, just like purple like full-on Mimi from the Drew Carey show but I knew if my mom saw it she'd be pissed so I would wash it off my face every day before I got home and one day I forgot to wash it off and I walked in the door and she's like what's on your face and I was like <gasps> nothing <laughs> like cover both eyes with my hands so after that I think she got me like a you know like a beginner makeup set where it was all just like basically nothing like light pinks and lip gloss and that kind of thing so I don't really remember much in junior high, as far as wearing makeup, I definitely, you know, in high school, I got more into like the punk thing and the goth thing. So I wore a lot of makeup then, but I don't really remember wearing a ton of makeup in junior high. I think if anything, maybe like a little bit of like pencil eyeliner and maybe some mascara, but definitely not how kids do these days. At Kareth said or asked, was junior high the absolute worst? They say high school is bad, but man, junior high was the worst for me. So I, this kind of seems like across the board that people had really tough experience with junior high. And honestly, I have to say that I, my fondest years in school, especially socially, were middle school. They were the best years. I don't remember ever feeling bad. I don't remember the, the depression that I had in my later teens. I just remember it was like, it was so fun and so, so much adventure. And I just think of it so fondly. And I really have to just put that down to having my butt munches. Like I had such a cool, strong group of friends. Like, it, you know, we just never let anything hurt us. At Lil Dizzy Ms. Lizzie said, did you ever get bullied? If you did, how did you deal with it? And did you tell anyone? So I already told my early junior high bully story earlier. Um, I did get bullied too, though. There was a, a very popular girl. Her name was Brittany. Of course, her name was Brittany. And for some reason, she had it out for me. I don't know why. I think it's because my friend Kay dated her boyfriend in elementary school. Like in sixth grade, that was her sixth grade boyfriend. I think his name was Justin. And then when we started seventh grade, Brittany and Justin got together. And I think because she was jealous of Kay and I was Kay's best friend, for some reason I got, because Kay was popular, she couldn't pick on her, but I wasn't popular. So I got picked on. So I definitely remember there being some like pushing in the halls and some name calling. And, you know, my mom got involved when the high school kids got involved. But when it came to dealing with, you know, the bullying just between peers, I don't ever remember that it was really like all that traumatizing, but I think, like I said, because I had such a strong group of friends, it was just like, she's a bitch. And then like, that was kind of it. <laughs> At underscore, uh, honey underscore gram underscore said, what electives did you take? In junior high, we did have electives, but it was kind of a, we all rotated electives. I think I'm pretty sure in seventh grade, you had to take a whole round of all the electives. And then in eighth grade, you got to pick which one elective you wanted to stick with. 
So in seventh grade, we did theater, woodshop, home ec, and I think there was one more, but I can't remember what it was. And then in eighth grade, I stuck with theater. So I didn't do any of the other ones in eighth grade. I do have to say, though, in home ec, cooking, I really actually did love cooking in home ec. It was just all the other stuff, like learning how to sew and like learning all that was kind of boring to me. Kevin Mullet said, what were you like in junior high? Were you outgoing like you are now? Were you a wallflower or super shy? So I think when I started junior high, probably like the first couple months of seventh grade, I was still pretty shy. I was definitely shy in elementary school. And I've always, I don't know if I consider myself shy. I'm just a little bit introverted publicly until I kind of feel comfortable, which I'm much less now because of all the cherry doll face stuff. It's kind of forced me to be more social. But in junior high, I was in such a safe bubble. I think that's the other thing about having C-Hall was like, it wasn't like a normal junior high experience where you're, you know, in this new school with tons of people and, you know, you switch classrooms and in between classes, there's lots of people in the halls you don't know. Like pretty much C-Hall, we all knew each other because you take a, you know, I don't even know how big an average junior high is. Say an average junior high is like 800 kids. So you take 800 kids and you put that a third of that is what, 250 to 66. So that's really not a lot of kids to be with through your whole course of junior high. And you didn't switch halls. So we were in C-Hall for our entire course of junior high. So I think because of that and also, you know, you learn all the teachers and you have your the same counselor and everything. So I feel like it was such a safe bubble for me to kind of figure out who I was and, you know, allowed me to tap through the halls. And, you know, like I definitely wasn't super popular, but I wasn't I don't wasn't an outcast. I would say the butt munches like we kind of made our own bubble of like we didn't care if we were popular, like everyone kind of knew who we were and that we were buddies, but it just like, it didn't matter. Like we didn't have to do the things that everyone else was doing to fit in because like, we just kind of like made our own path of like what we wanted to do and what we thought was fun and what we thought was cool. So I definitely was not a wallflower. I was not shy, you know, with how I dressed. I, you know, would we had our school counselor, his name was Mr. Katie. And he would always wear pink shirts, like light pink shirts. And, you know, obviously these days are different. A man wearing a pink shirt or a gender fluid person wearing a pink shirt or a woman wearing a pink shirt is not a big deal. But in the 90s, in the early 90s, a man wearing a pink shirt was still very like, oh, like that's very bold of you. And so I would every day I'd be like, I like your pink shirt, Mr. Katie. Like you're looking fly, Mr. Katie. <laughs> like I wasn't being rude to him. I just was like. I'm not flirting either. That would be super weird. I don't even know. Like I was just like outgoing. Like I would like, I would talk shit to teachers, but like all in good fun. And I developed my kind of sassy, spicy personality through junior high as junior high went on. Definitely by eighth grade, because I was like, you know, king of the mountain, you know, the oldest, the oldest of the kids. I just pulled an eyebrow hair out. Speaking of the oldest of the kids, I just pulled an eyebrow hair out that is bright white. Good Lord. I feel like Santa Claus over here. <laughs> anyway, so no, I was definitely not shy. I was definitely very outgoing. A little bit different than I am now, though. I feel like now I'm outgoing in the way that I really like to be social. Then I was outgoing in the way that I really liked attention. Like I loved theater. I love people looking at me all the time. And I don't actually love that now. Now I kind of would rather kind of blend with the crowd, but also like get to know everybody. So my outgoingness has definitely changed in nature. 
Okie dokie, let's tell some stories. So at Miss Jessie Reese said, I went to a very small charter school at eighth grade. Utah was very confused at the time about middle school, junior high, and high school. I started off being a complete freak. My best friend and I did anything and everything to fuck with the rules. Come ninth grade, I met an amazing family to that to this day are still my family. They helped me switch from the weird to the classy rockabilly world. I got to go on tour with them and met so many amazing people, all while being so insecure. I wish I could time travel and kick myself in the ass and realize how awesome I was. Being a kid is hard. Yeah, being a kid is super hard. Faux show. At Kitty Gibson says, my mom brushed my curly hair so it frizzed bad and my glasses were so thick. Plus, I was the fat kid. Nicknamed Burnt Bush because of my hair. Oh, Kitty. But you know what? It's character building and I'm sure now you're a super much babe. This one I just added at the end because it made me laugh. So his name is Ross and I think he is Scottish. So obviously I'm saying this in my American accent, but just imagine it in a Scottish accent, because I don't know how to fake one. So Ross Allen says, secondary school for me was hell. My dad's employer merged with a Dutch company, and so we moved from Edinburgh, a thriving, vibrant capital city of the world, also side note, one of my favorite places in the world, to Tonbridge, a shitty little tag nut on the arse end of nowhere, where apparently I was the freak for having a mere five digits upon each hand and foot and parents not previously related through marriage. Not that I'm bitter. <laughs> So, hey, at least you have a sense of humor about it. All right. So that wraps up my junior high musings. But this week is actually book club week. So if y'all want to know what book I suggest this week, please keep listening. But the book I am suggesting is called Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children by Ransom Riggs probably sounds familiar to some of you because they did make a movie out of it with Eva Green and I actually really did love the movie. I thought that visually they did a really good job. I think her name's Eva Green. Now I'm second guessing myself. Anyways, it was the movie was the movie was pretty good. The book is really really good and the thing that you don't understand from watching the movie is that the book was made so the author found all these old like freak show pictures, like actual vintage pictures. And so I don't know if Ransom is a, a a fella or a lady. So we're just going to call them they, cause I don't know. So they basically wrote this whole book and made all these characters based on the pictures and the pictures are actually in the book. So, you know, when they introduce a new kid, they show the picture that like the kid is kind of supposed to represent. So essentially the premise is that there's this school for kids that have like superpowers or, you know, peculiar things that they can do and it's off this like remote island and then this boy finds this home and then I don't want to give away too much but there's some supernatural involved there's some kind of like throwback to freak show kind of stuff it's I think it's set it doesn't say what year it's set in but my impression was world war ii I think there is a part of it that there's some war stuff involved so it's just the storytelling is really, really good. If you like, you know, more supernatural stuff, if you like historical stuff, there's a little bit of all of that. It's also, you know, a school for children. So there's the touching things and it's a good adventure. It's it turned into a series. There's three of them, I think. The second one, I think, is called Hollow City. But whoa, just dropped the book. I'm actually holding it so that I can <laughs> remember all about it because it's been a long time, actually, since I've read this book. But I did really love the series. I can't remember if I 
did read the third one. I'm pretty sure that I did. Even my ex, he wasn't much of a reader and he really loved this series. So highly recommend it. It's a pretty easy read. It's not, uh, I mean, I guess it's a pretty good in length, but also there's a lot of pictures because there's all the pictures of like, you know, the freak show pictures that the author found. So let's see how many pages it is. It's like 360 something pages. And let me tell you, some of these pictures are freaking scary and there's also like the scary character that's like based on some of these pictures i don't want to give too much away i really think you should read it if anybody does read it please let me know what you think if you've already read it please let me know if you loved it i don't think anybody could hate these books because they are, are very good but if you guys have books to suggest for me to read i'm always taking recommendations because i don't know i read a lot and i read quickly so that pretty much wraps up our week here. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want me to do more of these kind of like life musing podcasts, I would be happy to do them. Just give me some feedback. Let me know. Um, otherwise, that's all I got. So don't be an asshole. And until next time, here's me waving like a man. Bye, guys.